<laughs> wow. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Tuesday Night Chat with Dr. Baker. It's also called, it's really called Really Telling It Like It Is, and I am Lindsay Lee, her daughter, filling in for her tonight. She will be back in two weeks when the month of September uh, broadcast, and we were really looking forward to it. Tonight, what we're going to do, Mom said, to finish up the conversation, the dialogue, the instructions that we've been receiving from the Lord with regard to kingdom business. And so since that's the assignment, that's what we're going to do. We will pretty much stay on course, though we may veer off if we have a question or two. If you do have questions, then you're invited to comment in the comment section below. Those of you that are joining us via Facebook and those that are over the phone, you know that you can send your text to our administrator, Crystal Kemp. So we're going to open up in prayer, and then we're going to get right into this. We have our last hour together before the Apostle comes back, which I'm very excited about. And I want to thank you all for joining us tonight. Father, we bless you because you tell us that we can. We thank you for your word. Oh, we do. I love that song. I will bless the Lord at all times, and this praise shall continually be in my mouth. And that's what I want to do, is to bless you, to praise you, to exalt you, to recognize you, to bow before you. We thank you for uh, the opportunities that we bypass regardless of scenarios and, and things that try to hinder us, that we choose to stand and to persevere and to continue on in you. I thank you for the many healings that have manifested throughout the body of Christ and throughout this entire world. I thank you for the turnarounds and the words that we hear in the prayer times when you speak and your voice resonates throughout all of this earth. I thank you for individuals that have been in the hospital that doctors wrote off but God did not and that there is resurrection power that has been released into the bodies of the men and women that still have work to do. Father, we bless, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for healings. Thank you for wholeness. Thank you for returns. Thank you for the rising up. Thank you for the, 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 the things that must give way because your voice resounds, resounds, resounds and continues on. It's never an echo. It is a sound. You do not echo. And we thank you for that. I thank you for opening up our eyes, our ears, our hearts to receive. And I pray for the businessmen and women and the businesswomen and men that are here, that are hearkening, not to hear me, but to hear from you. And that someone will spark with a new idea. Somebody else will finally see what it is that they need to see to, to, to turn things around in their enterprise. Someone else will surrender the business that they've had to take on that which you have for them. And so we must be about our Father, and you are so good to us. I thank you for this night, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, we have talked over the last four weeks, I believe it has been, all throughout the month of August, our conversation has, and I always say conversation because that's the word I use, but has been about kingdom business, about being about the Father, about being about the things that He has. And I'm not going to recap everything, but I do want to reference the scripture that the Lord gave us from the very beginning. When He talked about how a vision, a picture, or an idea that He shows us that comes from Him, that is of Him, and that it is something that He wants done. And Jeremiah 29 verse 11, which is a very well-known, uh, well-paged scripture for many believers where God said, I know the plans, the purposes, the intents that I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. And 
so when I look at that, that's really the, the root, uh, one of the roots that we're, we're coming from, is that anything that you do kingdom-wise, it has to come from the king. It's sourced from the king. And so when you have a picture, a vision, an idea of something, you have one way that it will truly excel, and you have another uh, option if you just kind of want it to work or you want to struggle with it. And I may use a personal life example just to kind of push that forward as, as we move on, if, it, if it's appropriate. But the thing that, that we want to understand is that if it is a business that comes from God, if it is a kingdom enterprise, then the source of it, the seed source of it, is God himself. It's going to come through the spirit realm. It's going to come by way of prayer. It may come by vision or a dream or a thought or an idea. I, I don't know how it necessarily is going to come to you, but I'm going to tell you who it comes from. If it comes from the natural realm, it's going to have limitations. When it comes from the spirit realm, it's going to have impossibilities. And that impossibilities are part of the proving ground that let you know God is in control. God, or rather, let me put it another way. God is on the rise, wants to manifest, wants to bring something amazing forth through you or me or whoever the person happens to be. And so you, congratulations, we say we shake your hand. Welcome into the kingdom of God where the king has things in store for you to do. And he wants to prosper you in it. He's not trying to help you get rich. He's not doing a get rich quick scheme. What he's doing instead is saying prosper you not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. And a future and a hope for you, an expected end. The picture that he showed you from the beginning and then you've come from the start to, to walk through it. But it has never been intended, say never been intended if you want to say it, uh, for you to do it without him. So it's always going to be a father and son type of uh, existence. It's never going to be just you. In fact, I want to read the scripture that I think this is pretty cool here. And I want to read it, if I can, out of the message translation. Yes, I do have that one here. I'm in my living room, by the way. So you get to hear everything that goes on outside of my walls. People starting cars, vacuuming. Um, the guy that sells ice cream, it comes around in a little while and all kinds of stuff like that. So that's just part of the fun of being at home. Okay, so what I'm saying here, or what I want to look at here, let's see. If we get, let's go to Matthew, I think it's chapter 11 that I'm looking for. Yes, okay. Matthew 11. And Jesus was talking to his, his disciples and to all the people. And then it says that in, in, this is verse 25 in the message translation. It says, abruptly Jesus broke into prayer. Thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. You've concealed your ways from sophisticates and know-it-alls, but spelled them out clearly to ordinary people. Now, that translation, you can think of old songs about ordinary people. God uses ordinary people. But really what he's trying to tell you is that he uses people that walk in a place of humility that don't try to say well because I have this MBA and I have this PhD and I have you know many other uh, letters after my uh, after my first and second name that I don't have need of God because I can do it without him 
anyone that has that sense of superiority, which can also be translated uh, kind of dumb, um, you know, that's not who he's talking to. He's you know, talking to the one that has that humble heart that says, I want to do this. You, you're giving me an idea. It seems impossible to me, but I want in on this, Lord. And so we come to him in that place of submission and humility. And so he says in verse 26, yes, Father, that's the way you like to work. You want to spell it out clearly to those that want to partner with you, that want to obey you and submit to you. So Jesus resumed talking to the people, but now very tenderly. He says, the Father has given me all these things to do and say. Not that, right there, it's an enterprise. The Father gives us the things to do and say. And it wants you to keep getting this in you because that is the mindset of the kingdom. The Father gives me all these things to do and to say. The King gives me his ideas. The King speaks into my ear and directs me and lets me know what it is that he wants to do. He says, he's given me all these things to do and say. This is a unique father-son operation coming out of father and son intimacies and knowledge no one knows the son the way the father does nor the father the way the son does so there is that intimacy this is crucial to succeeding in building a kingdom business matthew 6 tells us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness or to go after his way of doing things. Apostle Baker likes to, uh, God gave her an understanding of the word righteousness as God's right wisdom or his right wiseness. So you want to walk in it the way that he does things, not the way somebody with a Harvard or whatever name brand kind of uh, degree tells you to do. You want to do it the way he wants it done because he himself is light, which is brilliance and brilliance which is light so that's the direction when you get on that ground when you walk from that vantage point you are so much above any natural type of org of, of understanding i'm not telling you that there are not some natural and practical things that are going to be done but we're going to redefine the word practical we're going to give it the original intent and understanding that practical in the kingdom is walking on water practical in the kingdom is is operating the way that God says to. There is no common sense in the kingdom because God himself is not common and all sensories, all sense has to come through him and by his spirit. So if he's not common, we are not to be common. If he is not uh, hesitant about things, then we don't need to be hesitant about things. If he is very direct and intentional in the things that he says and what it is he wants to do, then we should also take on that same posture and ourselves be direct and intentional to do what he said to do. And that's, that's really the mind that is set upon the things of God and that is set in the way of the kingdom. So it may sound like there's this whole list of requirements before you're going to be able to conduct yourself in business in the kingdom. I don't know if there's actually a list, but I can tell you that there are characteristics. They're all the characteristics of God. And if you were feeling weary or overwhelmed, like this just seems to be too much to do, how am I going to do it? It's like, well, the scripture tells you, it gives you actually the plot line for that because he says, I can do all things through Christ 
who gives me the strength to do it. It is never in my own understanding. It is always God who is all the while effectually at work in me, both to will and to do for his good pleasure, his satisfaction, his delight. So I'm going to message and amplify all over the place tonight when I'm speaking scripture. But this is what we are to understand. His idea, his way, his results equals great success in the kingdom. Okay? Yes, 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 and yes. All right. So here he says... Jesus says, no one knows the Son the way the Father does, nor the Father the way the Son does. But I'm not keeping it to myself. I'm ready to go over it line by line with anyone willing to listen. And that's the generosity of the kingdom of God and, and of Jesus himself. That he is not a jealous little cat that wants to keep his daddy to himself and doesn't want to share him with anybody. He's my daddy and my daddy only. That never comes out of the mouth of Christ. So what he is saying to us is, I am ready and willing to teach you about the Father as the Father teaches you about the Son. Because nobody knows us better than, than, than I know him and he knows me. And the Spirit knows us. You know, we are known one to another because we are of the same Spirit. We are the same person. And so you're going to find that He's inviting you into a very intimate place. It's like going into a, 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 a place where you have never met anyone, but the favor of God shines upon you. And they say, you, come to the front of the line. You, come into the private dining place. You, come into the, into the treasure trove so we can show you the real things that are, that are of value because the light of God is shining upon you. And this intimacy, when you come out of an intimate place, everybody knows that you've been someplace. You come out of a, 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 a time with God, and I could use a current, uh, I guess you could say a physical type of interlude as well, but I'd rather stay with this one. And what I'm saying is when you come out of a time with the Father, when you come out of a place of intimacy with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus, you are, you're glowing, you're lit up. It's like the Bible tells us that they could not even look upon the face of Moshe or Moses because he had been in the intimacy. He had been in the presence of God so much he radiated that presence. The light was had been so much in him, it was beaming out of him. He had rays of light coming out of him, coming out of his countenance. And they who walked in that darkness, they could not even look upon him. So when you or I or we come out of a place with him there is a marked difference in how we encounter other people there is a difference and and for us it's different from Moses because he came down and they were messing up and he threw down the tablets that he brought like I brought you something but you don't deserve it so he threw them down and he had to go back for another 40 days I think it was to to get more of the same but when we come out of it we're so filled with him we're so filled with his, his joy, so filled with his pleasure, so filled with his goodness and his mercy and his love and his wisdom and his knowledge and his understanding. We have the opportunity in those moments to choose from the place of wisdom and not choose from the place of carnality, from the place of what we say is flesh or sarks. We don't have to walk that way. And so here he says, I'm ready to go over it line by line with anyone willing to listen. Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me. And you'll recover your life. And I'll show you how to take a real rest. And all I can tell you, that sounds so lovely to me. A real rest. Something that is sanctioned by heaven. 
something that's going to have you uh, being filled with the fruit and the delights of the king because you're walking in the way that he says, yes, you've come to me. You're tired and weary and you, you've come to me. You didn't go to somebody else. You came to me. That's a privilege. It's an honor that we have as the children, as the people, as the, the citizens of the kingdom of God, that we can go to him. And so I want to ask you, and here's your first little, it's not a, a zing at you, but it's just to ask, do you go to him? When you're tired or do you just tell everybody how tired you are and look tireder and you know go through all that why is that important because if you're going to build a kingdom business if you're going to allow the business of the kingdom to flow out of you you're going to learn how you're going to have to learn how to rest in him you're going to have to learn how to talk to him even when you're talking to someone else you're talking to someone prayerfully that is filled with him that will hear you the way he says things and will will therefore he will speak through them when i talk to anybody i'm listening for the voice of god i get so thrilled when i hear god talking to me through other people i want to hear his voice more so than any other and if i'm going to do business I'm going to take care of things being about the Father, then I want to hear the Father talking to me through the others that I encounter. Are you understanding? That's the belief. I, I was not, I do take that for myself, but I'm also saying that's the way our mind starts to roll. It's like somebody might say, it seems to me that you're making everything about God. And it's like, then you're thinking very well, because I am, because it's him. There's time for the pleasures of life. There's time for the pleasure of being with other people. There's time for ministry. There's time for everything if you come at it from the kingdom because you'll come at it from out of the timeless realm. And so you'll have time enough to do everything because you want to, you want to know a secret? Yeah. Want to know a secret, Crystal? I'll tell you what the secret is. Your rest in God is not in time. It's out of time. It's in the spirit realm. That's where you're refreshing and that's where your acceleration comes from. All of this acceleration, all of this expansion, all of this elevation and grace for execution and everything else that is awesome, awesome, awesome in itself to hear about. If you really want it to take place, it's going to have to take place in the realm from which God speaks. And so I've kind of gotten, I, I have a different scripture that he gave me to sum this up, but I want let's plant that in there you are doing kingdom business yes I'm doing kingdom business that means you're doing supernatural business you're not doing natural business you're doing supernatural business from the supernatural realm into the natural realm you're not doing something naturally trying to get us a, a sprinkle of the supernatural everything has to flip everything and that's why we're we've taken the time and I'm very grateful for the opportunity to be able to discuss these things with you and to and to answer or field questions but I, I I believe that most of your questions will probably get answered as we go so here he said walk with me I love this verse verse 29 and 30 in the message translation walk with me and work with me watch how I do it see there's the hint watch how I do it see that's the business model I've said that before the business model for kingdom business is Jesus watch how I do it that's the way you're going to do it. That's going to be success in life, success in ministry, success in the kingdom, success everywhere you go. It's the manifesting of the grace of God. Because he says, learn the unforced, oh honey, the unforced 
rhythms of grace. Grace has a way, has a move, has a smooth, has a has a style, has a verb. You know, it's 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 that grace himself. He just moves like the best dancer on the dance floor. I mean, he moves in such a way like the most uh, uh, amazing, awesome running back or whatever quarterback, whoever's running on a football field. I'm out of my depth. Okay, <laughs> uh, he's running. He but or a runner on the track. I know how to do that. Okay, he moves with such precision, such beauty, such you marvel when you watch the way he does it unforced rhythms something that you don't have to kind of interject yourself and disrupt the flow you're flowing upstream how is that possible because we're always talking about rowing upstream and struggling to go upstream but when you are riding on the currents of the unforced rhythm of grace you are flying you are moving at a very different pace and a different way 11 uh, verses 20 I read actually verses 25 through 30 in the message translation. So that's an idea of something that you want in your arsenal as a kingdom business. We build it on words. We build on the words that God has spoken. Again, supernatural influence, supernatural word, supernatural materials, supernatural, uh, heavenly, divine uh, materials. All of these things are part of what help to create this business that we are called to. Now what we're going to do is we're going to go over to Mark chapter 4 because that's the scripture that I was listening to the Holy Spirit today and asking how do you want to wrap this up? What 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 is it that you're telling me? Because the word I want to use, what we are going to use tonight, is the word seed. When you have a, a business in the kingdom, seed is going to become very important. Don't turn your catchers off yet. Don't think that you know where I'm going with this. I want you to push past what you think you know to learn something new or to even see what it is that you know. Look at it as a stone that has a different light flashing on it so that the facets of it are different from what you're used to. I wear these little pink stones. Um, I wear pink somewhere everywhere uh, pretty much every day. But these pink stones, they, they are real for what they are. And the sparkle on them will hit when the light is hitting. It'll, you can look at it straight on and see it one way. You can look at it from the side and see it differently. And so what I'm saying is whatever it is that you already know, you're graduated, graduated, you have all of your degrees in business, you've done this, you've done that, that's great. But all of that still came from a low standard. It's what the kingdom says and the way the king wants it done. You could be very successful in having built up this and built up that. I have people that I've known um, over over the years that are really very successful. I know a couple of uh, millionaires, and I think probably they have more than a few million dollars and stuff, but they can get stuck in the paradigm of what they know. And when God calls them to come and do something different, they won't do it. And the reason they won't do it is they've gotten comfortable doing what they know to do. He has prospered them, and they're good with that. But they don't want to go on the adventure. And I think that's very sad, honestly. It's an adventure. It's, I, it's an adventure. It's like, ah, but I'm too old to have an adventure. Not to God, you're not. You're just a child. You know, you're not even a thousand, you're not one day old yet. You're not, if you're not a thousand years old, 
then you're not too old. I don't think anybody much that's listening to me has cracked 150. In fact, I know you haven't. So stop. Stop saying what the world says. How can an eternal being be old? You can't. But you can think yourself that way. And it's going to be a little tougher on you. So let's come out of that. Let's come out of the, 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 the paradigm, the, the framework of the old way of doing the secular style, the natural way. I don't knock the natural. We live in this world. But I am saying to you, you want your thoughts to come from the supernatural realm because you've been called to do supernatural things. A kingdom business is a supernatural thing. It is not natural. All right? Yes. I say yes. Can you say all right with me? Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much, Krista. Okay. So Jesus said, if you've ever read this, so this a sower went out to sow, and as he did, birds came, and this came, and that came, and this was choked up, and this happened, and so forth. So you read Mark uh, chapter 4, verses 1 through 13, and you will catch up on what we're talking about. But it's verse 14 that really got my attention. And so I'm going to kind of pull it from there. When they asked Jesus in verse 12, uh, 11, okay, we'll go to 10. He says, when he was alone, those around him with the 12 asked him about the parables that he had spoken. Excuse me. And he said to them, to you it's been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But to those who are outside, all things come in parables. To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. And people like to talk about the word mysterion, and, and I like to talk about it. I'm a people. Um, <laughs> and... Um, what it means, it's, it's knowing the hidden things. It's having access to the vault. It's being able to go into the places where, where uh, the, the revelation, the, the revealed knowledge and the know-how is, is going to come to you. It has been given to know not only what I'm about, but how to be about what I'm about. And this comes again from that fellowship, from that time with him. So he said that. He says, to you it's been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But to those who are outside, all things come in parables. What I, and what's being imparted through me tonight are some of the mysteries of the kingdom of God. And now you can listen to what's being said with the natural ear and think this is ridiculous or whatever it is that you choose to think. Or you can listen with an ear that is inclined to listen for the voice of God resonating and resounding on the inside of you saying, I want this. This is what you're saying is that to spend time with you is to know how to do what it is that you want to do. And this is what I want because then all of the rest of my days in this earth will be filled with joy and I mean incredible adventure no matter what you're doing. If you're embarking on a, a change of course or a, a new relationship or a um, you, you, you've gone from wife to mother or you've gone from husband to father or you've gone from single to married or you've gone from even married unfortunately to unmarried whatever it may have what may, whatever it may be there is an adventure in God that begins right where you are right now and will take you in many places many times catapult you into something else into the the something said of God the lo the rhema of God the the logos of God the things of God that he wants you to hear and to receive to eat of it and then to let it manifest through you so these living talking moments with him 
the spirit impartation okay so he said it's been given so that seeing to those who are outside all these things come in comp it's being compared that's what a parable is a comparable it's comparable to this the kingdom of god is kind of like this so i'm going to kind of give you an example it's like this those are parables they're comparable comparables if you want and so he said that's all they get is it's compared to it but they won't get it seeing they will see but they're not going to get it. That's what he means by perceive. They will see it, but it's just not going to click for them. And hearing, they will hear, but they won't understand what they're hearing. So they will actually take a spirit word and go and try to do a carnal thing to make it happen. And that's where you see little half starts or you see kind of successful, but it never really soared. Um, even people, you say, well, they've got billions of dollars from doing such and such and so forth. But if it's not kingdom, it's not going to last. If it didn't come from God, uh, the resources that they got, it had to come from someplace else. You know, I once um, had a person end a friendship with me because I said, well, if you what you're doing is not sourced from God, then you must have gotten it from somewhere else. And they stopped speaking to me after that. Anyway. So, uh, <laughs> I just said it again. So, <laughs> seeing, you will see. You'll see the saying. He'll show it to you. He'll say, the kingdom of God is like unto. It's like this. And they'll go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Those words right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it, I get it, I get it. And off they'll run and go do something that's not what he said at all. But it's the closest they could get to understanding. Because they got knowledge, but they didn't get revelation. They didn't get wisdom. They did not get the impartation or the instructions because they did not have the relationship that he wants to have. So learn how I do it. That's what Jesus said. And Jesus doesn't get anything from God and say, yeah, 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 I get that. Okay, cool, cool. You can stop talking now. That's not the way he does it. So it's not going to be the way we do it. So they will see, but they won't perceive. They won't, they won't catch it. And they will hear, but they won't understand. They won't have Holy Spirit reveal it. See, the seeing that you want is Spirit revealed. The hearing that you want is Holy Spirit revealed. That you will understand, the understanding that you want is Holy Spirit revealed. So that he says, listen, they should turn and their sins be forgiven them. Well, he wasn't saying, uh, I don't want them to turn from their sins. He's saying, you're not going to turn from your sin with a natural understanding. You're not going to come into the kingdom with a natural understanding. You're not going to come into the kingdom because you have a PhD or an MBA and a whole lot of other letters hmm. after your name. That's not why you come in or because you have a great portfolio. That's That level of understanding, that level of agreeing is not going to get you into the mysteries. Right. So he said to them, do you not understand this parable? Mark chapter 4 verses 1 through 13. Read all of that. And then you know he's referencing that. He says, how then will you understand all the parables? Because I'm teaching you about the seed. I'm teaching you about where the seed is planted. I'm teaching you about how the seed dies and grows and how it prospers. That's what that parable is all about. I'm teaching you about how to receive the revealed knowledge of the mystery of the kingdom. It comes in seed form. Yes, it does. It comes by seed. Every word that is coming out that the Spirit of the Lord is speaking through me is a seed that is looking for the place where it is to be planted and where it will grow, where it will maximize you, optimize you, and oxygenize you too. Okay? So he says, verse 14, the sower sows the word. Now, in business, 
We talked about vision and the picture idea that was from Jeremiah 29, 11, what God gives to you and that you are going to develop what he shows you and you're going to do with this. Here's how you sow the word. You're going to pray until it is formed within you. But you're not going to pray the way you know how to pray. You want the mystery revealed, right? Then you're not going to pray the way you know how to pray. You're going to pray the way Jesus knows how to pray. You're going to, if you're going to get what he's got, you're going to do it according to the direction that he leads you on and do things the way he wants it done. You have an idea for a construction company, uh, a production company, a bakery, this or that or the other. You're going to learn how to pray, how to sow the seed of prayer and many times weeping, tears. You're going to pray. You're going to, not with your understanding, you're going to yield yourself to the Spirit of God and say, pray through me. Pray this idea into completion. Pray this thing, the seed, to, into the roots of it. Let it become deeply rooted. Pray so that the soil that it's in changes. The soil is your heart. My heart has to break to every bit of pride and every bit of arrogance and all of the other things. I want the ground that this seed of this kingdom business is planted in, I want this ground to be so saturated and so ready for everything that you want to put in it. I am going to, before I go jump to go do this and go do that, I am going to spend the time getting the soil of my heart right so that when the success comes, there will be no fear or danger of me turning from you to the stuff that this success builds and yields. That's why Matthew 6.33 has to be foundational. I am seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's the first degree, the, 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 the foundation stone of everything that I'm doing. It's got to be the way he wants it. He told uh, Joshua, he said that you, I want you to let this book of the law not depart from your mouth for in it, you will then find your way prosperous and successful. You'll be prosperous. You will be successful because they're not the same thing. Successful to God is doing things the way the kingdom says to do them. It's not the way that the natural mind understands success in the world or from that vantage point the earthly sensual devilish is all about what you have it's about your money or your riches it's about your uh, material wealth it's about how many people you can get in an entourage it's about how many people know your name how many hits you get on a social media site how many autographs you gave out how many concert tickets you sold or whatever it is that you're doing success is measured on a very low level from a secular perspective because they're missing the supernatural element of the kingdom of God. They may or may not, I don't know, they may have the supernatural darkness rolling through, but it doesn't bring kingdom success. You see, 
it's kingdom success. It's either going to be Jesus or it's not. And you have the power of choice. God doesn't force you to do it. Remember, unforced rhythms of grace. I'm flowing in this because I want to be with him. Because I want to be with him, you see. And so from him comes everything that is desirable. You can be, you can, I, I, I want to say it again. Because many of you are sitting there and you're thinking, but I know people that don't know God at all. And they seem to have everything. They, no, they don't. You just told us they don't have God. So they have less than anything. All they have is stuff that's not going to go with them when they die. And that's the problem is the destination point is not going to be a good one. So no, no, it's not a religious thing to say, what, what does it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and yet lose his soul? It's like, because you see, you weren't born to gain the whole world. You were born to live for God and to fulfill his pleasure. And your success level would have been amplified. It would have been amped up. It would not be at the level of the world only. Even people that are in societies and things where they go up levels, you know, and they do this and they do that and they do the other in order to advance in what they think of as more power, the ascending that they do or in their in their vocabulary is actually a descent they're going lower and lower in the levels of darkness they're being more and more encased and captured by the beliefs that will get bring destruction to them i'm not telling you a rich person is going you know this is that because it's not the money's not the issue People make money an issue, which is why you get so many people mad in church. If you start talking about money, why? Because of what they believe about it or because of how money has disappointed them or, or whatever the story happens to be. But in the kingdom of God, the vision of God is the thing. The idea of God is what he shows you is the thing that you want to develop. And he is the one that has the words that you need to speak to get this thing to grow. Are you with me? Are you with me? Okay. So we're almost ready to, to uh, I'm going to wind it to a close quickly. Pray into it is what it said until it's formed within you. And that is Mark 4, 1 through 14. And then let's also look over here at verses 26 through 29. So we're still in Mark 4. We're going to end, I see, with the same scriptures that we started with. So he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. And he should sleep by night and rise by day. And the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. So the kingdom business is as though you should scatter seed on the ground. The ground of your heart. And you should sleep by night and rise by day. And you can pray 24-7 because your spirit will pray. You don't have to stay up all night. But your spirit will pray. Set yourself to pray and go. And rise by day, and the seed should sprout. This is the business, the customers, the clients, the whatever, and, and grow, and you don't even know how. That's the supernatural element of kingdom business, that these things are going to happen, and you don't even have a business plan. You didn't. You barely got word of mouth going before God, your, your, your real PR master, the Holy Spirit, has already spread your fame all over. The Bible tells you that about Jesus. It says that the fame, his fame spread all over Jerusalem, all over Judea, or wherever it was. I, I might be wrong geographically. But the fame of him, it scattered across. They were hearing about Jesus in places that Jesus hadn't even gone. 
because the Holy Spirit was doing the PR. The Holy Spirit is the one that was like, you, have you heard about this? Do you know anything about this? You need to hear about this. The song of his success was out in the atmosphere and it was sounding and resounding and resounding and resounding and growing bigger and bigger and bigger because God's plan was in implementation, not because Yeshua's plan. Was, he wasn't working his plan. He was obeying God and God was working his own plan through him, you see. So here he says, for the earth yields crops by itself it doesn't need your help. It doesn't need your help. Well, I got to grow my business. How are you going to grow your business? We're going to grow our church, and you're going to do that how? You see, what's the big uh, plan that you have that you're going to do? Now, if you say we're going to obey God and watch God grow this thing supernaturally, do you have scripture for that? Yes, I do. Acts the book of Acts, it says daily in the temple, Acts chapter 2, daily in the temple and in every house, they cease not to preach Jesus and the Holy Spirit added to the church. They didn't do it. He did it. He grew. There's your church growth plan right there. The Holy Spirit added to the church. Well, we've been in this business for 37 years and we barely see about the same number of people every year. Okay. I don't know what the assignment of your house is, but I know that you don't need to condemn it. You just need to find out, is it not growing because you're disobedient? Or is it not growing because that's not what his intention was? I don't know what your story is. Um, all I can say to you is go back and spend the time with the Holy Spirit and ask him, so what's up with this? Or what, do you, what, what is it that you want to do? He, he's, you know, how can you talk to God in so an informal way? Um, it may be a little informal, but what it never is, is dishonorable, disrespectful, or common. He's my friend. He says things to me like that. What's up with you? Uh, <laughs> he already knows. He's like, I'll tell you what's up with you. And then we go into a whole nother dialogue. He says, but the earth yields crops by itself. First the blade, then the head. And after that, the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle. Because the harvest is coming. There's your bonuses. And there's your increase. And then what do you do? You begin again. You're going to pray your business through. What I'm saying to you is you ask him, pray through me, and then you start to speak. You might think I'm talking, just pray for the formation of it. No. How about, what well, we're going to pray for the opening day, grand opening day of business. That's great. Keep going. What about, well, what else do we need to pray for? The customers? Well, yeah, you definitely want to pray for the customers. But what I mean by that is you want to pray for them and minister to these people. Because the people are always going to be more important than the prophet. Always, always, hands down, okay? It's success in the kingdom, not the success in the world. And so then what? So you're going to keep praying. I'm going to prophesy. I'm going to speak. I get ahead of this thing. We get ahead of the trends. We set the trends. We speak, what, what about when, the, when the, this group or that group protests and they're going to test you because they want to see what your agenda is. You pray through it. You may have a court date, but you already won because you prayed through it. It's like he already showed you that. He showed you that three years before it happened. And so what did you do? You released the words into the atmosphere to push past it, to push past it. Every obstacle that is designed, everything that you think, oh, I just thought I was going to make it, but it didn't happen. No. Prophesy. Speak what he wants said. 
What do you want me to say about the five-year plan? What do you want me to say about the seven-year thing? What do you want me to say about the, the type of customers? What do, you wanna, what do you wanna say? What do you want to say? And you keep plowing. You keep pushing this thing through until it hits that pinnacle and then it spins off. And he says, okay, hand that one over to somebody else. I want you to go new ground now with you. Let's go do something else. But Lord, I've been in this thing and we, we, you know what? You ate high off that hog and you're going to still have the eating is good, okay? And you're going to continue to eat off of it, but you don't need to be in the helm of it day by day. I'm a pastor and the church where we are is wonderful, but I'm not supposed to think that 20 years from now, I'm still going to be the pastor. In fact, that would be quite, I don't think, very successful because somebody else needs to grow it. I have an anointing to take our ministry to where God has said for me. Now, it's not limitations, but when I've reached that spot, I'm supposed to give over, I'm supposed to be raising somebody else up to come that has a vision that goes beyond what I can see. That doesn't make me limited of vision. That makes me very successful in ministry that I was able to raise somebody else up to help to, to be a part of training somebody else that says everything we did got set into place for them to take off and take it where God wants to take it next. My next assignment would be to go wherever he wants me to go. And that's like, now it looks like you're starting at ground zero. I'm starting with fresh seed, yes. It's a whole new crop. And we're going to get to do something else. It's like, it's not he who dies with the most toys wins. It's he who gets to keep doing these great new starts, these new beginnings with God that is having an awesome life and is having the greatest adventure of all times. We're supposed to go from glory to glory. So if you get one glory and you stick with it, you didn't go to another one. So no, come on, let's bring others alongside. Let's work together. We're one body and everything has to be in sync together in order for this thing to expand out and to elevate and to do all of the other wonderful things that God has intended for it to do. You are to succeed in what you were called to and bring somebody else with you. This is what Elijah did with Elisha. He brought him forward. What did you do to me? What did you do to me? You know, come on. Can I, I got to go, okay, I, whatever you did, this young man was hungry. He said, I got to go kill everything because I'm not coming back here. We're going to have the biggest party and send off you've ever seen. Because when I start to follow you, sir, I am never going to stop. And he did not. He kept his pledge. He stayed with him until he saw Elisha leave in a chariot of fire. He's like, uh, from the day that you put that mantle on me, sir, I will follow you. I am not going to depart. I'm going to get everything you've got. You're going to train me up. You're going to pour into me. You're going to give me everything that, it, that you have to give. And the best thing for me to ask for is something that you don't even have. I want a double portion of what you've got. Because that means you have taught me how to seek God. How to seek Him for Him. And so when I ask him for that, I'm asking for what he left with you. And I'm asking for what it is that you were intending to put into me. I want a care. I'm always going to carry my father because Elijah was his father. And he said, my father, my father, the chariots, I see it. You told me if I stick with you, I will get to see if I see you when you go. That everything I've asked for is my, I asked, you trained me to ask for something beyond what you could do. 
That's what we are to do. This is how you pray for your business. You seed into it, weep into it, spend the time every day. I don't know how many of you out there are married, but I wonder how often you pray for your spouse. If you are married, do you pray for your, your cutie pie husband or wife uh, once a week? Maybe once a day or several times a day. How, how do you talk to God about your spouse? And when I say pray for your spouse, I don't mean complain about your spouse. And I don't mean fault find with your spouse. Here I go meddling. So, uh, I'm also talking to people that are waiting to marry. Develop the habit of being grateful for the person that God pairs you with. And start praying. I pray for my friends every day. I pray for, uh, uh, there's a number of people uh, but I don't pray for everyone the same way. I pray the way the Holy Spirit wants to pray. I don't, oh, Father, I present this one to you and I present this one to you because that would get very exhausting. It could get very exhausting because I would have to be coming up with the words and or I would sound like a recording because I would just pray the same things, yay, yay, verily, yay. And, you know, what else do you want me to say? Kind of things like that. But no, instead it's like, all right, here's this person. I see their sweet face in front of me. What do you want to say? And I yield over to him. I made a promise to, to the Lord not too long ago. I just really learned how to do this. It's like, I'm not going to pray anything that you don't want said. So I don't have a lot of those prayers anymore. Well, Lord, we just come before you. Well, I'm already before you. And so, what do you want to say? What do you want said? Because when I do that, your breakthroughs come. And I do that. I carry people. I, I'll tell you, you come to heart today. And some of you, you stay there. You know, you're always at heart. It's because you're busy. You're about the Father's business. You're doing things that He wants done. You're getting ready to launch these businesses. You may have to strip it down to the original idea. Because all of the deals that you've made and all of the ideas that you've had and all of the things that you've done and it has not warranted the success, maybe, big maybe, you should go back and find out, did I build this or am I laboring in vain or did you build this? The fruit will tell. The fruit will tell. If you get a partial, hmm, I'll go back and ask. Do I have any questions before we end? No questions? Okay. Okay. So then that recap again. I'm talking seed. Seed into your business. This is the last one. We talked about having humility. We talked about walking in obedience. We talked about getting the clear vision that comes from him. We talked about going to him. I mean, in every step, it's always go, go to him. Changing the way you think. Changing the way you see. Changing the way you speak. And change. Here's a great way to put this. Let go of everything you think you know without God to take on knowing God and then learning what he knows. You don't learn what God knows by studying what God, just, just studying from that perspective. Then you're seeing and not perceiving. You're hearing but not understanding. You're doing it from the wrong uh, place. Instead, what you do is recognize where you're positioned. You're seated in him in the spirit realm. So if I want supernatural results in the earth, I want to get them from the supernatural source. I'll tell you this story. This is kind of interesting. I'm working on, um, I, uh, some people know this, some people don't. But in the business that I have, 
I have a couple of different things going on. One is that I am an editorial consultant, and so I help beginners, uh, new authors to, to put books together. I, I help people to write books and to then get them published if they want to do independent type publishing. But I specialize in one group of people, and that's ministers, because I like their messages better than, than anything else. And so uh, I have kind of had to had put it to the side and had some other stuff going on and and so my business has kind of been back building and I, I I get to now get in there and do it but I'm also a writer and I also have a job by God that calls for me to communicate what he is speaking through me and so I have that I have I, I I'm a teacher I'm definitely a teacher uh, but I'm a prophetic teacher but I operate out of the office of the pastor and that's where I'm supposed to be right now so that's where I'm sticking okay but there will be there this is this is how you start to to look at what your current assignment is and don't rush to get out of it instead tease, settle into it and complete it do it in excellence don't try to well I know that I'm called to be a uh, I hear this a lot from people well God called me to be a prophet it's like yeah but right now he's telling you to walk as an intercessor you're not even succeeding as an intercessor because you keep getting sidetracked because every time you're supposed to speak and release the sword to break through to cut through and to go through you sit on, a, on the side of the uh, curb and start whining and crying so if you're not succeeding in the first level which you're going to need because it's foundational to anything else that you're called if you're called to if you really have a prophetic call on your life whatever the call is on your life you are still called, first of all, to intimacy and to your first love, to worship. You, you need to learn how to do these things. You need to learn how to keep the word in you and to let it work through you, not just get it in and do nothing else with it. What does this have to do with business? Everything. Everything. It's not about learning the best recipes to make donuts. That's a cool thing. Um, or the best recipe for, you know, a frothy coffee or uh, I guess it's dinner time. Uh, <laughs> or... Um, how to build or how to create blueprints or, or whatever it is. All of that is relevant and it's important, but it's not the first thing. It's not the first thing. It's not the main thing. The primary thing is that fellowship, is that relationship out of which all of your creativity, all of your abilities, they're going to flow from the supernatural place, which will be an unlimited resource. You try to get this stuff from the world, you're going to be limited and you're going to hit blocks and roadblocks and all kinds of things. And you're going to be in slumps and depressed and you'll go through. But God, when you do things his way, even when there's a depression or there is a, a famine, whatever it is, it doesn't affect you. Scripturally, look at how God gave Joseph dreams and he learned how to do things. Look at how God taught them. He taught about provision. He says, don't go that way, go this way. I'll show you where this is. He showed uh, um, Isaac how to dig up the wells from his father and to find things that nobody knew were there. He says, the hidden things in the earth, I know where they are and I will tell you where they are because of the intimacy and because I still have you. You're going to keep me. You've decided. You look at the gold, you look at the silver, you look at the fine wine, you look at this and that and the other and you think, you know, all that is very nice, but it's not God and I'm not going to trade you in for something that it will, will either... Uh, rust get gangrene of some kind or be eliminated from my body shortly thereafter after i have taken it in i'm not going to trade you i'm not going to trade down you see this is this is the heart i'm saying get the heart the heart for the for the kingdom 
and for the manifesting, the allowing of the kingdom to be seen through you, the seed goes in the heart. So it's the seed that comes from the word of God that changes your heart, that aligns your heart, and that enables you to do all the other things. So that's pretty much it. There's more, and I'm probably going to talk about it at different times and uh, different programs or what have you, because I'm finding all of a sudden a real love. So what was I saying? Let me finish my story. So I do this stuff as editorial consultant, and I haven't had a lot of time with it. And suddenly, because I, I have a seed in mind of something to do that has to do with help, uh, creating books and, and doing, but I, I have, God gave me his first place do this first he also told me to build a production company and to do some different things there I don't know a lot about it I, I and I made the mistakes that I'm telling you not to make I thought okay that means I have to learn how to do this I have to go to the world and get this I've got to sign up for this class I have to pay money to do this and I've spent a, a lot of dollars on things that were not necessary but I did everything except go back to the source the one who had the original idea I didn't go back to him. I went away from him. I went this way instead of upward or inward, you know, sitting still before him. And I missed out on moments of intimacy that would have made the building of the business a beautiful thing instead of the hardship that it became. And it wasn't successful. So this is a different, he's like, you've never done the assignment. It's an assignment. It's not just a business. That's the other thing I guess I should tell you. Your business is an assignment. It's something God wants to do, and he wants to do it through you. So the rule, if you want to call it a rule, it's just the wise thing to do is to go to the source of the wisdom, the source of the dream, the source of everything, and get in his presence and do things from that level. If you were going to marry, I would suggest to you, if you just got a shiny ring, or you're buying a ring that you want to put on her finger, whatever it is, spend the time with the Spirit of God and develop the discipline and the joy of making Him come first. I'm always talking about marriage because the bride makes herself ready and there will be a, a marriage with Jesus. And so we can learn as we speak on these natural things to do the supernatural. Do the supernatural. That's kingdom all the way. Let the supernatural power of the kingdom have residence, have preeminence. Seeking first the kingdom of God is to allow the supernatural power of God to, to lead you in the things that he has for you to do. And so do I, if I don't have questions, I think we're going to bring it to an end. Twice. Any questions at all? Okay. Then I want to uh, go ahead and, and say I, I believe I've said everything that the Spirit of the Lord has given me for this time. And I want to speak to the people of Astounding Love of Global Church Fellowship and More Than Enough Ministries and let you know this is our time to receive our tithes and offerings. We'll be back in the building within the next week or so. We just took the month of August off. And I pray that you've had an enjoyable rest. And have enjoyed it. Our apostle, Dr. Baker, will be helming it next uh, Tuesday. It's the first Tuesday of the month, and she does not do a program, so there will not be a program uh, from uh, Tuesday night. There may be movie night in our building, but there won't be any live broadcast 
on next Tuesday but the following Tuesday she will be back and she will be in the pull uh, in the on the platform on I don't like to say pulpit because it's like you pull it in pits or something I don't get it but anyway but she will be back on the platform on Sunday and we're very excited to welcome our apostle back as well as a lot of others you know who've been on vacation or rest um, R&R whatever you've been on come on home come on back I should say and uh, I'll be back tomorrow night for Kingdom Conversations which is the other program that I've had to do but I want to say thank you to everyone for being loyal to our apostle and to really telling it like it is and to come in and to and to participate and, and, and to be a part of that. Uh, I'm releasing the blessing of the Lord over the seeds that are being sown and I'm releasing the blessing of the Lord over the seed that has been sown in you. Even as you sow a natural seed, this has been a spirit seed that has been sown into you and I release the power of that to take root and to grow in you. For those of you that have a hunger for this and a want to for this, oh, you'll be filled because it is His pleasure to do just that in your lives. So again, I'll say thank you so much for tuning in. This has been really telling it like it is uh, with me. Oh, are we... What? Oh, going to be. Oh, are we going to be in the building when? Tomorrow. No. Okay. No. I'm going to come from my living room one more time. This has been a rest. Trust me. Because uh, we travel the freeway quite a bit to go into San Jose from where we are. So no, we won't be in the building uh, tomorrow, but we will be back on Sunday. And yes, we will resume uh, Kingdom Conversations next Wednesday. There is no really telling it like it is on Tuesday night, but there will be Kingdom Conversations on Wednesday night in, in the Second Sanctuary. Again, thank you all so much. I release the, the, the love of God into you. And again, call for those seeds to take root. Follow the instructions. If you miss part of it, go back over the last four. It starts with the, the night with Apostle Maritoni and myself. And then the last three weeks has been me. There were five weeks in August. So uh, what you'll get from that, you can start uh, taking those notes or taking note of what he, the, king, the Spirit of the Lord has said. This has been a supernatural release. I have not had to write any actual notes. I just wrote what he said. So he's saying in this season, if you will allow him to grow you supernaturally, then you're going to shoot up higher and, and further away from the rest of the crowd. You'll know the difference because those that really choose to hear, to you it's been given to know, but it's up to you to allow yourself to learn. And so thank you. I'm Pastor Lunsing Lee. I've been in for, filling in for our apostle, Dr. Baker, who I also call mommy. So I want to say I love you with God's astounding love. For those that watch us on Wednesday, I'll see you tomorrow. Or we'll see you Sunday for Biblical Solutions for Life. Thank you again and good night. <laughs>